from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode number 223. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the wonderful Mr. Brad Dowdy. We have a massive show today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited, Brad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited, too. I don't really know what's happening right now. <laughs> We're, like, rushing to jump on this Um on this uh, podcast and go live and get it recording. Uh, why is that, Mike? You launched your Kickstarter for the Lanier briefcase. Oh yeah, um, yesterday with yeah. a. We're going to talk about this later on in the show, but we had to rush because there is a goal of thirty five thousand dollars. When mm-hmm. we when I started my intro, <laughs> the <laughs> the pledge level was at thirty four thousand six hundred. We're now at 34,822. <laughs> I think we're, what, two or three backers away from yep. hitting the goal live on the air. So, <laughs> like, there's nothing we could do about it, because by the time you've heard this, it's happened. But still going back it anyway, you're going to find out later on in the show why. But yep. I know there are a couple of people in the chat room now that I'm sure have been holding off. This thing yep. is going to fund today live on the show yeah so maybe i'll cry again who knows (laughs) like 30 minutes before the show we're about a thousand dollars short and i was like oh you know if this thing the pace keeps just trickling in which it's been going fine i mean the the project's been going completely fine and uh but i was like well at this little trickling in pace it's not really going to get over and uh during the live show um but i think uh i think i'll be wrong on that one i think you're definitely i think we're gonna hit it i think you're definitely wrong (laughs) <laughs> We're only a couple of people away. It's gonna yep. it's gonna happen at some point on the show today. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that. I've got a little uh window just open in the background there. So mm-hmm. we'll wait until uh till you till I scream. And yeah. then once I scream we'll know that it's it's been done. Yeah, hot couple oven called it uh yesterday. She said, I bet it uh funds on the show live tomorrow and i said well actually i hope it's is funds by the time I wake up in the morning, which it obviously didn't because we're talking about it now, so no, this is way better. This is way yeah. better to fund on the show than when we sleep in. <laughs> this is what it's all about, man. <laughs> it's not better for my my nerves. Of course it is. It's a way better feeling. Like, you know, I mean, I know you've got the nerves, but like you wake up and it's like, hooray, but this is like build into something. We're going to capture it live. This is we amazing. Will. We will. But we've got some follow-up. Uh, I wanted to just say, obviously, I was away last week, and you and Carrie did a fantastic job. absolutely loved the episode. So thank you so much to both of you for putting that together whilst I was in the air somewhere. Yeah, we got a lot of good feedback on that, too. Carrie was awesome. I loved the show. Um, you know, I thought we did a good job, and uh, I was happy with the, uh, with the outcome, for sure. You're a good host, you know. I try. No, you are. You did really great with the ads. Like, you should just yeah. take over. I need some uh, practice ad reads, but no, I don't want to take over. No, you did a good job, man. No, this is this is why we've been so successful because we have this mojo. Like, you do the hosting and I do the talking, and yep. that's how we roll. That is how we roll. When that script flips, like it did last week, I I almost forgot like the ads. I had to pull them up right before, um, right before the show started. I was like, oh, I need to get the reads, and then um, you know, I still don't want to read, like read read the ad. So you know, I kind of, kind of uh you know just kind of talk my way through them and and insert some some bradness into it but uh hopefully it went okay for you i loved it you did a great good. job good 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 brad we just hit one more we're one away oh well, then why is mine not refreshing it's one away oh yep, one there it person is. away <clears throat> one away 
like, should we even start on these topics? Do you know what? It might be two away because it's the eighty dollar rice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think they they count shipping in the in the pledge oh, goal. They do. Yeah. So that's it's why the away. math is a little bit off from like you know how many people have backed versus how many dollars are in kind of thing. Yeah, that's such a pain for you, right? Because yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that at the end. We'll but save all that. Top five pens update. That's what we got first up in the document, so I can yeah. stop screaming. Yeah, it feels like uh, I'm giving that little little bit uh, short shrift today. And uh, actually, I have a bunch of links that I saved to talk about next week. So when y'all when y'all come listen to this episode, say why didn't you talk about this? Why didn't you talk about that? Save them for next week. I got a bunch of stuff already for next week that I knew we wouldn't have time for today. But I wanted. To, oh, someone just canceled their. Pledge. I know. I know. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> It's, my money's on Tony. I bet Tony's in there. Um, well, you know what buttons. it is. Someone's listening live. They want to uh-huh. be the one to push it over the edge. So they've canceled their order, right? <laughs> They're going to wait for one more person to jump in and then hitting it. Oh, that's oh, fine. You're killing us. You're killing us. All right. So focus, Michael. I can't focus, but I'm trying. All right. So top five pins. That's a th- been a thing I've always done. Um, and I've refined and reworked how I've done it over the years. And, um, you know, recently, like probably in the past year, I, I think I've kind of got it down to a science. Mm-hmm. And the issue with updating it is not a lot of things change. You know, in gel pens, ballpoint pens, all those kinds of things, they don't change that much. Someone's going to have to come up with something really nice to beat the Uniball Sino DX or the Uniball Jetstream and, you know, things like that. So it's not like I have the opportunity to update this list every three months. There's not enough churn in the market, if you will, on the majority of pins. So I went through, uh, looked through all the lists. You know, most of the lists didn't change for the standard pins, if you will. Um, I did add a just miss section because there's some good pins that kind of get left out a little bit. And so I wanted to make sure they're they're talked about like in the micro micro gel ink pins. Like a special mention kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like special mention. Like the Pentel Intergel Euro is a wonderful gel ink pen. And it just, it never really cracks my top five because it doesn't have as many colors, as many barrel styles as something like the Zebra Sarasa Clip. You know, it's never really going to beat that pen. Doesn't mean it's not an awesome pen for someone who's looking for a great black ink, needlepoint, 0.35 millimeter gel ink pen. It's killer. So I added that into all these lists. Did it. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. See, I knew it, right? You there know what happened? It's one of these, these, these people in the chat room here. <laughs> oh, I can tell who. It went up by one and then immediately made it. <laughs> do you want me to go look? I can see what you guys do, by the way. <laughs> Do you want me to go look? No, no. no. Okay, I'm not going to go look because I'm not even logged into the back end. Uh, Whoever it was, the they claimed their victory. It doesn't matter because they did it. You Yay. did it, man. We yeah. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> I am so pumped for you guys. My God, less than 24 hours. Yeah, like almost exact. Like we turned it on at 10 a.m. yesterday, but we did it in, I guess you would call it a soft launch. Like, I just sent it out to the newsletter, the Not Code newsletter subscribers. And because I, 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 we had a bunch of early bird cases that we wanted to do, so I wanted to make sure they got the first shot at it. So we didn't really kind of go 
public, like with blog posts and things like that, till two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So yeah, twenty four hours. I, this I will take it. Episode is a mess. <laughs> We're like, here's part of the next topic. We'll do it right now, and <laughs> we'll just start screaming for a while. Man, I am so freaking proud of you too. My Thank you. God, what a business you have built. I. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm I've so got a huge, proud of you. I've got a huge smile on my face. And I was telling you how I was feeling nervous like before we launched this, you know, how I've been just, you know, it's been a lot of stress. Um, I feel pretty good right now. So I I'm, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I feel better. I, I cannot even describe how happy I am that we've been able to do it now. And, you know, I, I feel like a kindred spirit to your company. So That's I, the truth. on behalf I mean, of you guys, I want to thank everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're you're a big part of it. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, well, I mean, I, I'm a sometimes employee, right, for a week. Yeah, exactly. Maybe two weeks next year. I said in the um, uh, newsletter that I sent out. Uh, you know, I'm not sending out this newsletter out to just customers. I'm sending out to friends, and that's what I feel this business is built on. And now I'm about to cry. <laughs> Good. You gotta get those feels out, man. You gotta just get them all out. You know, it's that's the kind of business you know Jeff and I built. You know, we our customers are our friends, and that's how we want it to be. And uh, you know that uh, I think that makes for a, a good business. I think uh, history is showing out right now. Yeah, it's making for a good business. I'm yeah. so excited about this. this well, thank is, you. This is and amazing. Thanks- and thanks to everyone in the chat room. I'm getting lots of uh, lots of thanks and yeah. uh, all that stuff. So I really, really appreciate it. And then, uh, Jeff does too. We got to get him on here soon. Well, um, I was thinking maybe in the in the coming weeks before the end of the campaign, so we can kind of talk about the campaign. Maybe okay. as we're getting you know towards maybe the like end the of last, it or something. Yeah, the last uh, the last push. That might be fun. Actually, it will be yeah. fun. But that's a good idea. All right, let's yeah. go back to these top five pens. We're going to talk more about the Kickstarter right. campaign in a bit. Yeah, we'll have a whole huge... Most of the show will be on the Kickstarter, but I, I just did want to bring that up. Um, I did... Um, most of the updates were small. There were a few changes in all of the fountain pen price ranges for the most part. There's some different things. There's some price changes. There's some price adjustments. I did add a top five fountain pens between $200 and $500. That's been asked ever since the beginning. Um, but I was never comfortable doing it until I had enough experience in that area. And I've gotten that experience uh, <laughs> via my wallet <laughs> in the past in the past year or so. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like I was able to put together a good list and um, um, explain why, you know, these these pens are good for the price that you have to spend, even though they're quite expensive. Um, and I think that's mostly it. Did I add a, another list? So I added that list. It's interesting to see the Aurora Optima straight in on that top five fountain pens, 200 yeah. to 500 range. Yeah. Before I get to that, I want to talk about that. The I did add the top five wooden pencils. That was one I wanted to have more of a range for as well to to understand, you know, what makes a good pencil, you know. So I've been using pencils regularly for, um, you know, probably the past year or two but you know i just had the blackwing 602 and the tombow mono 100 for mm-hmm. the most part so i wanted to get some more pencils in kind of broaden my horizons until i was able to talk about that so i didn't want to just put something straight away that i'm gonna have to totally you know revise the next time i do it because i've gotten more expensive uh, more experience with it um, I wanted to go ahead and have that experience before I commit to putting out a list like this because like a, we talk about, this is a recommendations list, right? This is not a Brad's, 
what Brad uses every day, even though I 90% of it is what I use every day. But this is where people go for, for recommendations. I'm looking for this X and you can look at this list and get a pretty good idea of what, uh, what has stood the test of time. So back to the Optima. Kind of like the Pilot Custom 823. It's a pen I can't put down. Um, and when I started looking at pens in that price range for between $200 and $500, there was two easy ones. It's the Pilot Custom 823, which I haven't shut up about since I bought it, and the Sailor Pro Gear. And both of those are in the 200 range. So they're on the lower end of the price range, but they provide so much value, quality, style, feel, fit, finish, everything about a pen that you want. Um, those two pens have. And since that price range is so broad, those two are the clear standouts in the beginning. The third one's the Pilot Custom 912. That's a pen I've used for years. It's only now become widely available in the US. So that's why it finally made the list. And it's just over 200. It's it's 220-ish, 230-ish. Um, then I was thinking about this price range. I was like, well, what pens do I have that are $300 or $400? There's a big gap right there. That's your custom pen range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edison, Newton, um, you know. Any, you know, Brooks, anything you're getting into there. And I didn't... Plus, it gets super hard to, to separate pens at that level. Right. Because you're at the point now where it's personal taste. Right. Because what you're buying is design. Yeah. Because you've already gone past the level of where you can change nibs up. Like, the two right. to 500 range is where all the nibs are. And then, like, 500 plus is where it's just all about design. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like every pen I own that's like in the three or $400 range is a custom pen. So yeah. those aren't going to land on the recommendations list, even though they're some of my favorites, um, just because that's not necessarily a stock item, right? It's, it's, a, it's a one-off. And it's unrealistic for yeah. most people to, to really make that choice. Like, oh, I'll go with five of them or something. Seems a bit... Yeah. You know. so, then, so then to fill out that range, what other pens do I like in that price range? And I'm just absolutely in love with the Optima. Um, you're going to see a bunch of Aurora reviews coming up on the blog. I've taken some pictures. Uh, Kenro hooked us up with a bunch of pens to review. I've already got, I mean, I've had mine since the DC show, which actually isn't that long ago. And didn't realize how exceptional the build quality and nibs are mm-hmm. on these pens. And the biggest reason is they had a huge price drop, like in the past six months. This used to be like a 700 to $800 pen. Now they're four fifty to five hundred. Why is that? I I don't really know the story, but I'm going to talk to Kenro about that. And actually, we're we're going to try to get. We've talked about getting the guys from Kenro um, on the show to to talk about different things like that. So that'll be a question for them that I'll have clarity on. Um, but that, I mean that comes from Aurora, not from Kenro, right? So yeah. we we'll just have to figure out what the what the answer is. And then the the Pelican six hundred, which is a wonderfully sized pelican like the 400 series is too small the thousand the 1000s are way too big the 600 and 800 are pretty good size wise and um that's a pen i i ink up quite frequently because the pelican nibs are so nice and those gold nibs so um you know that's that's that range i that's probably the range i use the most these days um as far as the the pens that i'm 
inking up and using uh, all the time. So, and I put in the just missed section of that. I put in the sailors that are like the pro gear, but are a little bit more special, like the black luster and the imperial black, both both of which I use constantly. They're just more. They're worth a mention because they're more of a one-off to the standard pro gear line. So, I think that that's pretty much the top five in a nutshell. There's it gets to a point where it kind of you know it, it's at the point where it just it's kind of a answers itself there's no new stuff coming in a lot of these categories because i mean what's what's tried and true works and there's not a ton of innovation especially in the low end of the market um like with with pilot uniball and and zebra and Pentel, you know, we're going to start to see there's a, I've seen pictures of a few new models out, you know, are they going to be better than what we already have? Who knows? But, um, you know, we'll see, you know, this is no more than two updates a year at this point to the top five pens list. Um, I think that's a a good, good pace for it with the, uh, the lack of change in it. So I am very happy with the list though. Like it's, it's got really good stuff on it and, um, it's the stuff I stand behind. It's the stuff I point people to all the time. So, um, I'm real happy with the list. Cool. Yeah. All right. So our, our, our buddies at Twisby are, uh, up to their Twisby things again. Have you seen these? Did you get a chance to look at these two links I put in the uh, show notes? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that yeah means. So the first one is the Twisby lime green eco. Um, it's bright. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I kind of like it. I still like the white one uh, the best. I think that might be an Insta buy for me. In all yeah, honesty, like I, I like the color, but it's not my color. favorite. It's really really sharp. Uh, I mean, it's fluorescent lime green. It's yep. not lime green. It's f- essentially like fluorescent yellow green. Um, but this one's done. This is uh, this one's coming. So right. So this is. This is how they should do it. I mean, our problem mm-hmm. with Twisby in the past has always been the way that they just show these products off with absolutely no real information. This mm-hmm. one, I'm happy with. They said, like, here's what it is, available in October. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, great. You, good yep. work, guys. Nailed it. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see an orange, too. I mean, I have no reason to say that. I mean, it's not like they've shown a picture or anything, but... If you're doing that kind of color, you're, you're going to do orange. I, I'm hoping anyway. So, you know, I'll be happy about that. <laughs> Just blind faith. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, Tw- Twisby's always been good with the orange. Orange is one of their colors. So, the the other link um, is a... We're going to call this an update to the 580 line. Like a re-engineering of the 580 barrel. Um, they say we've been working on this new pin for some time. It's almost there. It's um, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell exactly, but it doesn't yeah. have the aluminum barrel. It's the standard. I mean, aluminum um, section. It's got the standard plastic section, which I think the aluminum section five eighties are better. But if they've integrated that section like they've done with the eco, where there's no pressure there like the there's no un, no more unscrewing and screwing right there which makes it a little bit stronger pin then that would be a good thing and then other than that they've kind of like elongated the barrel cap had tapered the tapered the collar around the barrel uh around the cap a few things like that i mean 
for all intents and purposes, it, if first glance, I'd say it's the exact same pin, but there's obviously some differences to it. Yeah, the cap's slightly different. The barrel is shorter. The new protrudes further. Um, as you're right, it doesn't look like that there is a separation in the section anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You is... see a threading in the section, so I don't know. Well, I think it's a threading for the cap. Ah, I see. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I had the same thing. I was like, is that inside? No, but that's where the cap screws Yeah, are. that is on the outside, isn't it? Yeah. So, so that's good. I mean, that's a good move. I mean, they yeah. obviously did the right thing. I haven't heard anyone's... They're aware of their problems, which is a good thing to see. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone complain about like cracking in the eco like around the section where nope. you, you used to have problem problems i mean i i mean i've had all of my twisties break and that one hasn't mm-hmm. yeah it's a stronger design yep so anyway they um they're always up to something on uh <laughs> on facebook and it's funny it seems to come come in waves like they just they just unload all these ideas at one time just brain dump everything it's kind of funny mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's they just do what they do twisby gonna twisby i just i just wish that they just gave a little bit more information with yeah. some of their stuff like yeah. this 580 it's like it's almost there like what does that even mean yeah you know yeah i'm glad they're bringing back the the full the full blue barrel though that was one of their original 540 colors yeah yeah, it's a good color. I had that one. That was my first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, do you want to take a quick break? And we've we'll, we got more follow-up. Yeah, let's... Uh, we've kind of elongated the show in a strange way because yeah. of our screaming. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> uh, Harry's is sponsoring this week's episode. Um, I want to talk to you about something different for Harry's, though, because this is something that they've got that's quite new. Uh, so you may have used Harry's in the past or you've never used them before for whatever reason because you wanted a different kind of thing from them. But we have a new offer, Brad. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is brand new for us to offer on the show. So this is pretty exciting. Oh, okay. Uh, I should the, pay attention then because I don't even know. There you go. See, you know Harry's, right? They're so confident in the quality of their shaving products. They love them. They're now offering you to try them for free. Ooh. Their amazing free trial set comes with a razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. It's free when you sign up for a Harry's Shave Plan. All you need to do is pay $3 for shipping and you get that amazing free trial set. Harry's five-blade razors have been updated recently. They now have a softer flex hinge for more comfortable glide, a trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, lubricating strip, and textured razor handle for more control when your hands are wet. Most companies charge you more and more money when they upgrade the quality of their products or the razor companies are maybe the brands you've been using in the past harry's doesn't their prices are staying the same because they believe in giving a superior experience superior quality at a superior price harry's believes so much in the quality of their razors they will guarantee their quality you will get a full refund if you're not happy with any of their products their new razors are even higher quality at about half the price still of other big brand blades. This is why, on average, an everyday shaver of Harry's saves $150 each year when they shave every single day, which is amazing. You will get the opportunity to have smooth, comfortable shaves every day with great-looking products, stuff that smells great, stuff that feels great. Go to harrys.com right now, use the code PENADDICT at checkout, and you'll be able to claim your free trial set. And we've got something extra for listeners of this show. Because you listen to The Pan Addict, you'll also get a bonus post-shave balm added to your order for free. So, because you're a listener of this show, all you need to do is pay $3 shipping, and you will get a razor, 
five blade cartridge, shaving gel, and post shave balm as a bonus. All you need to do is pay that shipping. That's h a r r y s dot com code penaddict to get your free trial set and free post shave balm. How amazing is that? Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. That's a sweet offer. That's a great offer. You want to know my my quick Harry story for the day? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're driving to school this morning and I'm taking the kids to school and I'm listening to the radio and a Harry's ad comes on and my daughter goes, hi, I'm Brad Dowdy and Harry sponsors the Pen Attic podcast. <laughs> I just started, I just started dying laughing. She just did that on her own. It was that hilarious. That is amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> See, we're, the, the brand is, is seeping in. She's, she's getting it. She's getting yep, it. Yep. She's got it, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it that. That's good. I love mm-hmm. that. All right. Do you want to move on? Yes. Thanks, Harry's. Go check that out. Seriously, if you haven't checked it out before, we got to lose now. Three bucks. Yeah. That's all it costs. No brainer. No brainer. So next up today, more follow up. I want to ask you a question. I saw a uh, an Instagram post of a nice blue Caveco which had pen addict inscribed on it. Mm-hmm. What what is this? So it's like I I'll have to even look up the name. I think it's called Cool Mint. It was a custom job done for a store called City Super. Um, they're in Hong Kong and Japan and I, th- I think uh, other places. And I probably got uh, a friend of the show, Glenn HK, who's also in the uh, um, in the chat room today. I probably got him in trouble because he kind of did this on the stealth mode. He was doing, he was being the nice guy that he is. You know, he sends us all that stuff for the podcast. Okay, it's called Blue Lagoon. He sends that stuff, you know, when we did the podcast in Atlanta. He's always hooking us up with awesome yep. stuff. So he saw these uh, Cavecos. And offered to do a group buy for them. So, you know, he would go to the store, pick up these forever, whoever he wanted, and ship them out from Hong Kong, and which is like amazing. It's class, classic, classic Glenn. Yeah, classic Glenn. Which even more classic is he doesn't tell me anything. He's except like the day before I got it, he's like, "Hey, did you get your package yet?" I was like, "No, I hadn't seen it yet. It hasn't come." And then uh, the next day it came, and I opened it up, and I was like. You sly bastard. (laughs) I see see why you're so anxious to see if I get it now because he went and got, um, so at City Super, they offer engraving on the pen. So he went and got them to add Pen Addict on the other side um, Uh. in a nice script of the pen. And me photographing it probably hosed him up pretty bad because now he's probably got other people asking him, hey, can you do mine? And I thought about that afterwards. I was like, oh, maybe this wasn't a good idea, but it was so cool. I had to do it. Um, so thank you, Glenn. That was a huge surprise. Like I was excited for this pen um, to begin with, and to see that on the uh, flip side uh, was pretty cool. I'm using it for the show notes today, and let's just say I have an email in to Caveco to have a conversation. So we'll oh, leave it at that do, for now. Huh? Yeah this huh. this pen got me all kinds of thinking. You want to make one? Yeah. Orange. Oh, can you imagine? Well, you can imagine what my email said. <laughs> orange can you imagine <laughs> that's what it said <laughs> hey i'm brad so. dowdy and i believe in orange pens <laughs> speaking on behalf of the orange pen commission yes the orange pen commission <laughs> you get like a big you get a big kickback from big orange right yeah that's how it works around here you're in the pocket of big orange this is big orange's season about to be fall you know that's that's uh big orange's uh primary uh primary season that's where big orange makes all their money so that's why they're tapping you up now. Yeah. I get it. Speaking of, speaking of making all the money, Pilot is trying to make all the money with these new high-end Arushi pens. Can you explain this to me? You seem to be freaking out a little bit about it. I'm not totally freaking out on all this. Right. I think it's really exceptional, and it's wonderful. So Pilot, um, what's 
so Pilot is making a kind of their stock high end pen right now is the eight twenty three, and then they kind of use Namiki um, as their high end brand where you can get like these um, some you know, Arushi work, I mean, some, um, Maki work done on some of these pens and some Arushi pens and some various, like the high end pens, you know, you transfer from pilot into the Namiki line. Like mm-hmm. you transfer from Toyota into Lexus kind of relationship. A lot of vanishing points are sold around the world as Namiki. Right. So now the interesting thing about this is pilot is kind of crossing over into that same price point as a pilot branded pen. And I don't, maybe, I mean, it's no big deal either way. You know, maybe that's the, um, the direction they want to take the company. And, um, it's just a really pretty high end pen. You know, sailor does this on the high end as well. You know, they make this style of pen with this type of material, this attention to detail, these larger gold nibs, and they sell between, you know, like 800 and a thousand dollars. So they're real expensive, and they're just kind of, they're the standard gold trim and, um, you know, gold banding, gold furniture. But um, the expense comes from the larger nib and the work done to the barrel to to get it this way. So they're really nice. So it's just, it's just plain black, but it's Arushi. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and Sailor has the same thing in their high end, like their yep. king of pins, um, Arushi models. Like I actually, they're plainer than these and I actually like them better. And the one Namiki pin that I've been looking at, but it's so expensive right now is called the Yukari Royale, which is a red, um, a red Arushi pin. Like I would buy that ahead of like one of these pins, but these pins are really nice. Like it, it, this is not on a shopping list type of thing anytime soon for me, but I think it's just interesting from a brand perspective. Um, you know what pilot's doing here. Um, and oh, it's kind of cool. Whoa. I just found that, uh, the Arushi Vermilion. Yeah. That's the Yukari one. Royale. <gasps> yeah. He's even got red feed. Yep. Yeah. Like I would like that's, that's one on, on my dream list. Depends. Um, I keep looking. I've been looking oh, at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're no expensive. Wonder. Yeah. So go back to Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those who don't want to click the link, this is a nibs.com special price of $1,200. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's on the someday list. I have another pen that I'm I'm saving up for. So What is that? The Sailor 105th Anniversary pen, which we talked about. I think a few shows back. So one hundred and fifth, one hundred and fifth. That's a interesting <laughs> year to celebrate. One hundred and fifth. I'm roping it's into a, something now. It's an it it's an inter- interesting pen. So I'm on the I'm on the waiting list for that. So that's where uh, oh, my, you, my funds are allocated right now. You're getting that one. I don't know. I'm on the waiting list. There's only five hundred being made, and only people are only getting a few of them each. So I don't know if I'll be able to get one. This page is taking a while to load. Mm. But just the Google, the, the very brief Google images that I'm seeing, what is that, like a hexagonal barrel? Whoa. Um, it's a boy. pentagonal barrel with a blue-black swirl ebonite. Pentagonal makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, I say only, but it's it's 950. So it's, yeah. you know, it's cheaper than the other one, at least. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's... It's super expensive. I tell you what, though, I'm not surprised. This, this would edge out for me as well. Like, if I was going to get one of these, I'd get this yeah. one. Because yeah. it's got like the different blue colors, and yeah, this is a wow. Okay, that's a that is a good looking pen, my friend. Yeah, that one that one will be worth um, 
saving up for, I think. So hopefully I'll, I, I, I hope I get one of those cause they're, they're really nice and you know, I like a good sailor. Yeah, we all do. I'm using mm-hmm. my sailor today. Mm-hmm. You also like a good field notes, huh? Who doesn't? I mean, yeah. come on. So I got back from XOXO. That's where I was last week. Mm-hmm. The field notes this year were the best they've ever done. You by think? Far. Yeah. They're by really far. cool. I mean, like the the last years were, I think, the best. The black ones. I mean, the purples are great, but like, you know, I want something like more. You know, like just a solid color is real great. But like, if I'm gonna be at an event and pick up a special field notes, I mm-hmm. want it to be like like nothing you can get, right? Right. And these are like nothing you can get. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like psychedelic paint splatters. <laughs> Yeah. Who was the artist on this? Did they say? I don't know. They may have yeah. said, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Or there may not have been one. It may have just been something they came up with. Field Notes has awesome. said that they have some extras again, and they're going to be putting them out for sale on the mailing list. So cool. sign up for the mailing I, list. They have some extras. Yeah. I will try and I get some more, because I only have one pack. Yeah. I'm going to try to get one, Sorry. just because I have all the uh, other XOs. I couldn't help you out this year. Nah, they, no they, they were locked down, and everybody wanted them, because they're so cool. Yeah. So no one yeah. was willing to give them up. Sweet. They look great. Yeah, they're the great addition. Really, really nice addition. They're just uh, great inside. There's, there's nothing special going on inside. Yep. So cool. yeah, I really like that. That's the way. That's the way I like it. I like great on the inside. Great on the inside. All right, main event time. <laughs> We've been delaying long enough. It's like, and that, that's why I I cut out a bunch of links that I wanted to talk about, um, and we need to talk about, but um, they're just gonna have to wait till next week and probably ask TPA too. Yeah, this, we're just we're just all Kickstarter all the time now. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this accelerated quite quickly. This this product, yeah. I think, pretty quick. I think in relation to how we do things, yeah. Um, I mean, and and I, and I was joking around with you. Uh, we we were t- chatting the other day, like you know, you were saying finally about this about getting it done, uh, mm-hmm. and I was joking with you about the folio. Yeah, right. Right, because I, but I think the folio is a good thing to to highlight right now is that product has been in development for since since the beginning. But that one hasn't been able to be put into market yet. Right. Lanier has only been around since like just after Atlanta. That's when the prototype was created. Exactly. So, what's the difference for why the Lanier can exist now but another product like the folio can't? Uh, I think the the usefulness in within the product lineup, the differentiation um, within the rest of the product lineup, and us wanting to spread our wings a little bit within the product mm-hmm. lineup, and as well as working with the outside manufacturer that we finally have, you know, uh, a comfort level with on making the quality quantities that we need. We'll come back to the outside manufacturer a little bit later on because I have a lot of questions about that, mm-hmm. but. I'm pleased to hear your reasoning because that's the reasoning I would have wanted to hear because uh, it shows you're taking the business seriously. Right. Because the Folio is a really nice product, but mm-hmm. it has not got a big market. Right. Bags, everyone needs a bag. And more right. importantly, computer-based bags, which this one is. Anything based around computers, iPads, laptops, that's where the money is. Like that's where because everybody needs to put their stuff in bags. And me, you know, me and you have had this conversation, and I still genuinely believe this. As you guys move further and further into this world, it's game over. Like, and I yeah. genuinely believe that. Like, I think that's what helps Knockco just just blow up. And and for some reasons that we'll probably describe later on, I think we both know that this is not the product that does that. 
mm-hmm. but it's an incredible first step into that. It's a very bold first step. It's a bigger mm-hmm. first step than most people would make, I think, for a few different reasons. Do you think I'm speaking out of turn, or does that make sense to your thinking? No, that that lines up directly with uh, mine and Jeff's thoughts completely. So we should talk about the design then, and, and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit about why this isn't that bag and it's right in form factor so explain the form factor and the decisions for the form factor and answer the question you know i'm gonna ask sure sure so i guess let's start at the beginning on like how this even happened mm-hmm. you know we were at the atlanta pin show and i saw two or three people carrying around the uh hit lab bag in a bag the lar a4 size yeah really big it, really and it big made thing. such an impact on us that we both spoke about it on the show yeah. didn't we bag in a bag yeah. and we i wanted to buy one and couldn't remember right yeah Right. So it's very large, A4 size, and there's some things I loved about it, and there's some things I didn't like about it. It's really a stationary-only bag, I find, because it has a three-quarter zip on it. So what that means is if you take a rectangle shape of the bag, the zipper runs from the bottom left corner all the way around the top all the way down to the bottom right corner. That's great for paper, but if you have any kind of digital devices in there, you don't want you need the protection that they're not going to slide out when you're not expecting it. Yeah, you need top zip. Yeah, so you need that security on the sides of the bag. I was like, well, you know, it, it really came about like if you think about what we're carrying these days, everything's a little bit smaller than what we used to carry, right? I don't need my backpack to carry my iPad in. Yep, and laptops you know, it's are getting smaller as well. Yeah, I've been carrying this 13-inch MacBook, and Jeff's like, well, well, how about we make one around, like, your MacBook? I was like, well, how about we just make one A4, because that's going to fit all those things. Like, we, we're a stationary company at heart. A4 is a wonderful full-size pad. It's a common size. You know, people can fit their large A4 Rodias and Leuchterms and, you know, Life and all these other brands that make A4. And oh, by the way, that dimension also fits a 13-inch MacBook Pro. It fits uh, MacBook Both Air. IPads, all iPads. All iPads, including the Pro, which yep. that was a big, big thing for us. You know, fit the Pro and a yep. keyboard. Thank you. You know, an external keyboard. Um, you know, it fits the Chrome, the Acer Chromebooks that are so popular right now. And that's a 14-inch um, laptop. So like A4 fits so many digital things so we decided well what if we build something to carry like your laptop and then the few other things that you need i was like well this is what i need today like on a daily basis when i'm driving from my house to knock i don't need a backpack full of crap full of bricks power bricks and extra hard drives and you know i need my laptop i need a pad and i need some pens and you know place to carry my earbuds so we started sketching out the design, um, working on that. And, you know, like our first prototype, it fit the 13-inch MacBook, like, super tight. Um, I was like, okay, this is cool. I think we got something. I started carrying it, and I started showing it off to our friends in Atlanta. And, you know, they were like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's a very small bag. Like, it's not um, – this is not a do-everything-for-everyone bag, and that's on purpose, right? It's – designed to do just enough for today yeah and you know it's a bag that you want to load up go to a meeting load up go to the coffee shop and work for a few hours go to your co-working space you know go to the office it's not made 
to be a messenger bag or a backpack that you can throw everything in, you know, your lunch and your water bottle, sling it on your back and, and off you go. Those designs are great. The way that I've been describing this to people is the linear is your other bag. Yeah. It's your other bag. So like, yeah. And it's so small, it fits into your other bag. And then you just take, you know, so you're going somewhere. Like I think about when I go to conferences and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I'm in a conference, like I'm going to one later on in the year, I'm going to all and all is in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So I've taken my topo bag and I don't like to carry my topo bag around because it is full of everything. Like my topo bag is my go bag. Like right. I have every charger, every cable, every power yep. brick. I have two power bricks in it. Like it is the bag where like everything is in there. Nothing's forgotten. So I hate just taking that around on a daily basis Mm-hmm. So I bought a um, Tom Bin Ristretto, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I don't like the one shoulder thing, right? To be honest, I like either handles or or a or backpack straps. Like I took right. the shoulder strap off of my topo. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in somewhere like all, I just need to put my iPad and a pen and paper. Now previously at conferences like that, I'll just carry them down. Right. right from from my hotel room down to the conferencing and then I'm carrying them around all day and then I'm kind of leaving them on the table because I don't want to like be carrying around all this junk when I'm going to get some coffee or whatever but now I right. have something like well I will have the linear because I already have one <laughs> talk about that in a minute <laughs> um, and I can just throw my stuff in there and I've got it on hand securely and will also have a little bit more than I would have carried right like I'll have extra little things in there just because I can put more stuff in. It's great. Right. I really, really, really do like it. I was sent one a little bit early and I have been using it. I've been taking, basically I've been, when I've been leaving the house, um, I've been taking a bag where I may not normally take a bag so I can just mm. kind of get used to it. Right. And I'm just getting used to remembering to pick it up, right? Because it's it's a little bit different because it's always put down. It's, it's not on my back. Right. But I really like the, the, the form factor I really love the bag in bagness of it all, and I like that it's forcing me to travel lighter because than taking my topo. So yeah. I I am a big fan. Well, thank you. I mean, I think I think you understand what we're trying to accomplish, and the design was purposeful. I mean, the the biggest you know feedback we have so far, and ever since we started taking pictures of it, is it needs a strap. Yep. And I understand if you want a bag with a strap this bag is not for you and we're okay with that. Um, it's not big enough to handle a strap properly for the design of the bag. It's, we would even, the bag's so thin, it's, it's one inch in thickness. So you can add loops and D rings to the side. That's fine. That would look fine. And you can have the, um, the clips for a strap to go on there. So, the strap we would have to provide if we did something like that would be as thin as the handles on the back, which is one inch webbing. That's an unacceptable strap. Well, yep. That's not a quality strap. Yeah, I it's would going prefer, to hurt. I mean, I would it's, honestly prefer no strap because yeah, that strap is just so kind of like nothing. Right. Or you pivot over to a padded messenger bag strap, which is way overkill for what this bag is. Mm-hmm. And even the size of it, even if you did have a strap, the size of it's going to fit awkward on your side or on your back. So that's another um, issue I have with the Tom Bin. Mm-hmm. I feel weird wearing it because mm-hmm. it's like this small bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, 
not casting aspersions or whatever, but I feel like I'm wearing a purse because mm-hmm. I'm like one mm-hmm. shoulder and it's like this little thing on the side and it's just not comfortable for me Like because I've always carried backpacks and it just feels too small um, in, in a way that, that I that I don't like. So this is this a, a briefcase just makes more sense in my brain mm-hmm. than something like that. Yeah, so it would feel if we added a strap, it would feel like if you took out your laptop mm-hmm. and attached straps to the side of your laptop and then threw it around your back. <laughs> and no one wants that. That's not comfortable. No. no. I bet um, there's a Kickstarter you know. for that. <laughs> I should say like I the Tom Bin, I just want to say real quick cuz I've just I've been ragging on it a little bit. It's a great bag and and I oh really God. really do like it. But as much as I like some things about it, there are some things about the form factor, whilst it's very convenient, that I don't like. And and it's it's kind of related to wearing it on my body. Yeah, sure. The the Tom Ben um that makes them amazing, amazing stuff. Like I aspire to be Tom Ben one day. <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so, the no, dream. Their, their stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so the bag it it's I've said it already once and I'll say it again. It's not everything for everyone. You know, it's not going to fit everyone's style of carry. And we hear that constantly. It's like, well, if it had a strap, I'd back it. Well, I I mean, I understand that, you know, it's it's not going to have a strap. <laughs> it's not designed for that. It's on purpose, you know. I so, think that you um, would be biting off a little bit more than you could chew if you right. went straight to messenger bag. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and that's the thing, you know, hopefully eventually we'll do a messenger bag or a backpack or something like that. You know, that's in the long term plans for jeff and i that's a goal of ours um but this was an important bag for us because it solves like some problems that we have with our carry these days backpacks are getting too big uh, for the things we need to carry and this solves that problem can you sling it across your back no you can't it's a briefcase you know um and if you're looking, if you need more space, if you need a strap, you know, you should look at a messenger bag or a backpack, which I use frequently. I use this more for what I need. And that's the way digital products are going. And for all the people that are our customers, they have analog tools too. They want to carry their pads and their pens and different things with it. So this meets both of those needs in a very simple way, a uh, very clean way, very durable way. And uh, we're really proud with how the design came out and the, the quality and feel of the bag. I think the great way to think about the Lanyer is it is a laptop sleeve, mm-hmm. right, that you can put into your rucksack, which then converts into a briefcase when you need it. Sure. Right, because you've got a bit of padding in there too. Yes. So, you know, you can, you can like put your iPad in there, put your iPad in like in the lanyard and then put your lanyard in the backpack and then you've got the you've got it when you're there when you've arrived at your destination so you can right. carry it around um here's a question for you because mm-hmm. we're it's the pen addict why are there no pen like dedicated pen holder slots in this yeah bag? we we thought about that a little bit and it's like well should we add so the a5 pouch which we'll talk about that's uh, one of the common questions that's we get the bag to. in bag so that's the inside yep. bag in the front pouch so the vision I had for the bag is I take this bag to work, you know, every day. And then, you know, if I go on my lunch break or go into a meeting, I can take my, basically the analog kit out the front, just grab that bag and go. You know, I don't have to muck around with pulling out other things. So within that A5 pouch, there's two side pouches and they're both open. They're both a little bit bigger than memo book size, for example. Um... And we thought about, okay, do we make one of those 
like a three slot like we did like for the for the Sinclair, right? Do we make one of those dedicated to pins and then the other side, you know, open? So like the high tower design, if you will. Do we put the high tower design inside of there? And we decided against it to give people more flexibility for what they're using it for because there's a lot more digital use for this bag. Um, there's going to be earbuds and small dongles and other little chargers. Sure. We didn't want to totally pimp people into pin slots yep. on one slide when you can easily clip uh, pins vertically there. The pins are going to touch, which is obviously one of my things. But um, pro tip for all of those <laughs> all of those not customers already, if you own a Lookout, it is made to fit that. Uh, it'll fit a Lookout inside of one of those pockets. So that's Can all. I make a recommendation that I'm sure you've already thought of? Sure. Lookouts in those colorways. Yeah, yeah. We, we're thinking about those types of things for the future, for sure. We didn't want to confuse people in the for the Kickstarter. Sure. I mean, but like just sell them on, on the Knock website, right. right? Like just lookouts that are in the same colors of the bags. Right. So people could just buy their like little look, yep. lookout and pop it straight in there. Yep. But I, so, I actually think that's a, a good decision, right? To to make it a little bit more, make the bag what you make it rather than this is the Pen Addicts bag. Right. Because the Pen Addicts bag would just be like 16 brass towns. Right, <laughs> with some straps on the back, and you know it's like a fishing vest that straps around the front. You know, yep. like, that's yep. that's what the pen addicts bag would be. But luckily, yep. you've not made that. <laughs> yep, yep. So we wanted to we wanted to leave those options open and not yeah. just totally tell people what to do by putting that in. Right, that's your your dictating how. You know, we're dictating how people use the bag overall, but we want you to be able to do the things you need to do on the inside of it. Can I? Can I talk about a completely non-endorsed by Notco uh, little hack for the sure. linear? Sure. So my friend John, uh, John Voorhees, wrote a review at Mac Stories. He writes at Mac Stories. And he was able to get his 15-inch MacBook Pro in the mm-hmm. linear. Now, mm-hmm. this is unsupported yeah. by the Notco Corporation. but This is uh, one of the common questions, yeah. Because... He can fit it in there. But it's, he says it's super snug, but it fits. Yeah. You should go read uh, John's review, by the way, because yeah. the bag got run over by a truck and survived. So yeah. you should go and read that. <laughs> so let me, can I say something about John real quick? Yeah. So, you know, we we didn't have too many prototypes to send. And John was probably at the top of my list because he talks about pens and stuff all the time to me. Um, so I know he's into like the stationary stuff and, you know, I mean, he's a perfect technical guy too, right? I mean, he's into app development and he obviously writes for Mac stories. And so I was like, he was number one on my list. Sorry, Mike, you weren't uh, right. just can... to get feedback from, right? I want, this is the kind of person I need feedback from that uses, you know, different devices on a daily basis and, you know, carry stuff and also uses stationary. So... What did he tell you the first thing, like, after he got it, like, a day or two? No strap. No strap. So, like, I send these things out without giving the full details of our vision. Like, the conversation we're having now, I don't explain this to people before I send because I need their honest feedback. So, he tells you no strap. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how we design. So, about two weeks later... He DMs me and says, he's like, hey, I, can I get your email? I got some feedback on the Lanier. I'm like, yeah, here's my email. He didn't want to you know, put it in Twitter, obviously, because it was longer than he thought. And he sent this email that if I could have told the story of the bag, 
Hmm. once you got it into use was like exactly what I hoped someone would said it would be in John's email. And he was like, you know, I thought I had to have a strap to, for this bag to be useful. But as soon as I started using it, I realized exactly what it was and how perfect it fits into everything that I do. I was like, John gets it. It's like, that's the answer I was hoping for, you know, but you know, I don't want to say these things in advance. You know, I want someone to use it. You don't want to taint people's, view when they're prototype testing like when you're selling it on kickstarter you should tell the whole story so people can understand it right because they're buying it but when you're sending it out to a tester i completely agree like let them use it because you might learn something don't like pigeonhole them in yep yep so it was very nice to say okay i i think we've got something here um you know, even and even if he, you know, if he didn't like it, we're still doing it anyway. But it was nice to it was nice to have your vision validated. It's mm-hmm. always nice, right? So, um, it, it it worked out really well, and I hope other people. You know, it's we can't get it to everyone can't try it before they buy it, so they have to kind of hear these things, trust these things, you know, get some different opinions on it, what it's good for, what it's not good for, will it fit into the way you carry things, and um, then decide if it's a good fit for you. But um, it's it's nice when you have a, a vision for something and you create something and people understand what you're trying to do. Um, it's a cool feeling. I, I'm not going to lie about that. One thing I forgot to say about talking with John and the 15-inch MacBook Pro, yep. Ed Jelly did our photography and project video. So thank you, Ed. He did a wonderful job. Uh, he has a fif- you answered a, a question that I had. Well, but yep. th- there's a point. He has a 15-inch MacBook Pro and it didn't fit. So you know, or he didn't feel comfortable with that super tight fit. So I, I just wanted to mention that. So yes, it is an off-label use. <laughs> does uh, does Ed have the Retina MacBook Pro though? I don't know. I'll right, so that's verify. the thing. If he has a non-Retina MacBook Pro, it won't fit. But ah. the Retina MacBook Pro is much thinner. So that's what John has. Makes sense. So it might Very be a cool. different product. Yep. But that, that has answered a question that I had, um, which was that the, the production values of your video were vastly improved over last time i cannot even express how much of a chuckle i got with uh with the way that jeff was was doing his part to camera you have this little grin on your face the whole time it's perfect it's amazing he even sent he sent me a screenshot of the look in his face because you can't see his lips with his beard right so all you see is terrified you see his eyes staring at you and he sent me this picture um, like a screenshot capture of the video and he's like oh my god I'm a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> it's just like dead cold right he's just you know buy this bag or, or it's yeah. curtains for you so you see his beard eyeballs and a bald head and you can't see where the voice is coming from <laughs> it was great <laughs> oh god yeah, it was it, so it good it is brilliant but the, the, the whole video you know comparing it to the first one you guys really really nailed it this time like it was great last time for where you were sure but this time it's like yep yep totally perfect like yeah the, the key thing here like is showing the product and you really mm-hmm. show the product and now i understand why it was so good because my question is because i know that you're good at photography and stuff but i know you don't mm-hmm. do video and i was yep. i was confused a little bit as to how you achieved the the, the great production values that you did but now you tell me i jelly did it and it's obvious yeah, so some things are worth paying for. That's one of those things. The photography and video. Uh, well, yeah, it. 100%. Because yeah, that's uh, way worth any amount of money that we that's spend. That's what on people that. are buying it on, frankly. Mm-hmm. 
The yeah, way and looking at Ed's, Ed's work recently, I knew he could nail like what we were trying to accomplish. Um, so, good work, Ed. And he, and he did. Yes, yep. good work, Ed. Amazing work, seriously. Like I yep. was very surprised by how good it was, and now now I'm unsurprised. Right. Um, let's talk about the production a little bit. Okay. So how are these things being made? Because this is different for you. Yes, this is different for us. So we found in the to continue knock as a business, we had to have outside manufacturing help. We've tried hiring people um, to ramp up um, quantities um, to build inventory and have not been successful at that. There's a large gap in what we would need to hire and what we'd be comfortable doing. Like we would have to, we, there's basically two choices for us to continue this business. It's become a manufacturing facility or contract a manufacturing facility. Jeff and I don't want to run a 20 person manufacturing shop. That's the difference it would take for us to get to where we need to be. That's a massive investment um, to have the facility, the machinery, the people to accomplish that type of thing. That's not to say we would never do that. Like Tom Ben does that. You know, I talk about them all the time. Rickshaw does that. They make their, they have large factories, lots of employees, lots of equipment, and lots of investment in building that. That's money we don't have. So the other option, if we're going to grow this company, is to contract with someone who already has that. They have the facilities, they have the capabilities. Um, and we've talked several times over the years how we've never been able to find that person. We've either had to fail them on price or we've had to fail them on quality. Um, and keeping it in the U.S. is the only option for us. So finding a U.S. manufacturer to tick all these boxes has been a challenge for us. We, we finally found someone. And the first thing that they're doing for us is getting our retail going. So we're going to be in retail, hopefully by October. Um, knock on wood that everything continues to go well with getting that done. So the Sinclair and Brasstown will be in retail shops for October. And this is all the same production This company. is all the same company. So right. once, once we saw that they could have the quality and obviously hit the pricing, um, we were very comfortable with them going forward and doing other projects like this. So the case you have in your hand is made by them, not by Jeff. Um, and, you know, we had those, we paid extra for these prototypes because we wanted to, you know, I mean, we've already signed off on so many design versions. You know, we've already gone through the design process for the Lanier and we've gone through this design process for the Sinclair and the Brasstown. That's what we've been working on for months is the back and forth tweaking and perfecting the design and signing off on final samples. So we've actually signed off on the the Lanier that you have in your hand today. Um, you know, and I don't know how you feel about the quality, but I would guarantee you can't tell any difference from anything that we've ever made at knock. I mean, no, it I looks like know. a knock product. I mean, it's, oh, it's dead know. solid. Perfect. You could tell me, you could tell me Jeff put it together and, and yeah. you know, I would believe you. Yep. So, um, we do contract with an outside manufacturer and that's how these are going to get made. All right. So this Kickstarter is going to be very, very different for you mm-hmm. because you're not going to be breaking your backs in Jeff's apartment. Or even right. in the in the warehouse, or in you know in <laughs> right. your place. Right. What will you? Will you be doing anything? Are you shipping them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna ship them. Um, so they're gonna come to you, and then you're gonna mm-hmm. ship them. Right. 
now right, we're gonna get work on getting some custom boxes made like that's nice. the kind of things we're doing and you know because we want to ship the like we're not going to ship them how we shipped them to you right you know we're going to ship them flat and have mm-hmm. the you know a uh, thin box uh to to you know with the, like the knock logo on it and things like that so so this is this is very different like this is way more hands off than mm-hmm. the previous kickstarter and obviously yeah. anything else that you've done really up until now that people have been getting in their hands anyway mm-hmm. how are you going to be able to assure the quality standards if Jeff isn't putting his finishing touch on every single one of them? Um, because I can be kind of a jerk. <laughs> yep. But that's what people want to uh-huh. hear, though. Not not the manufacturer, of course, but the, right. the, the buyers. People that believe in your products, they believe in them because they're so good. Yeah. And, you know, it is and completely I- possible to build as good a product, if not better, outside. And you look yes. at a company like Studio Neat, yeah. right? The majority of their stuff they do not make. Like they make right. like one product themselves, and 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 that's so simple. Like if you like their kind of products, which I obviously do, everything is made by manufacturers outside of them because they couldn't do it. Right. You know, and it, and really, looking back, it's kind of funny that it was the two of you doing it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In retrospect, like that was like. I mean, five years from now, we're gonna look back and say like, holy cow, what were we thinking? But quite I say honestly, that- for products like the ones that you guys make. Mm-hmm. The key is in the design. Yes. That's not what anyone can do. Right. And that's what we're really freaking good at, I think. Because the design comes from your intimate knowledge of how products should be stored mm-hmm. and Jeff's incredible ability to turn these things into real products. Yep. He takes your dreams and, and makes them real, you know? Yep. So I say, you know, I can be kind of a jerk tongue-in-cheek, although some people are nodding their heads probably going, yeah, although they're probably not listening to the show if they think I'm a jerk. But anyway. You've never been a jerk to me. Like, no, anyway. but I, what I mean by that <laughs> is I take our business very seriously, which means I take our quality of our products very seriously. And we've had some a lot of back and forth to nail what we feel is a knock product. And I, you know, I, there's no shortcuts. There's no missteps that are allowed. Like, you know, when we're working through these things with our manufacturer, you know, it takes them a few tries to get it right because we're going back. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And then when they come back with the final thing and we look at it and we go, there's nothing wrong. (laughs) It's like, wow, that's like, this is legit good. Um, So, yeah, that's a process that we stay on top of. Um, You know, I pick up the phone and have a conversation. Um, We're going to go out there. We haven't uh, met them in person, but it's a it's a large it's a large uh, manufacturer. So we're going to go visit them in the U.S. No, but like whereabouts in in the U.S. That's not something I want to say. Just in case someone tries to steal them from you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like this. Look at this. This is so, I mean, man Brad again. Yeah. I mean, if someone wants the exact location and the exact manufacturer, that's just not something that you're going to share. Like, you know, that's a, that's a business. Uh, that's your proprietary business, information yeah. right there. That's right. That's, right. That's up to, that's then up someone to can just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I want to make this exact thing. Yeah. You can't have so, that. Um, they're made in the U S no if, white labeling. If, 
Yeah. Um, you know, if for some reason you don't believe me for that fact, I mean, there's nothing I can really help you out with, <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to give the exact location of the, of the uh, facility. I'm getting the Muji stuff the around company. here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to go, um, eventually the long-term goal is they make all of our cases. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the plan. And then that allows us to to design more that allows us to work with partners more that want to do special things that we've had to turn down in the past. You guys we've can get down. your hands more around the business. Yep. You know, Yep, but we'll still be doing shipping, obviously, shipping, customer service, all that stuff. Um, you know, so I don't one good s- thing, right, to know is all those bags will be touched by you guys. You oh, know, yeah. That, that's your final quality check, you know? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So This is crazy. We won't have the over-the-machine labor going on, but that's the transition will allow us to be just as busy doing other things to continue to grow the company. All that right. Makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Let's take a break. And then okay. there's a, there's a bunch of like Kickstarter related things that I want to talk okay. about. Right. So proud of you guys. My word. So proud <laughs> of you. You're such a real business now. I you know. know like right? Last time you were making these things in Jeff's spare bedroom. Yep. Now you've like contracted a manufacturer Who's putting them together for you? This is like this is real stuff now. When we when we moved out of Jeff's bedroom after the Kickstarter, we're actually we were handing sewing machines through the window because that's the best way we could move them. That's how. <laughs> I mean, we we've done it ourselves. You know, I mean, this is yeah, we're all grows up. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code INC, I-N-K, at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because... If it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. With Squarespace, you'll be able to very easily put together a website that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. You don't need to know any coding at all. Because with their state-of-the-art technology and their stunning site templates, you'll be able to make your website look and feel exactly how you want. It's going to look great on all sizes of device. And they have security and stability completely locked down they're trusted by millions of people around the world because of this we use squarespace at relay fm for our store so i'm doing an ad within an ad now we just put up some new t-shirts and stickers on the the relay fm store and it was so easy for us to do we knew how many we ordered we just added the inventory into squarespace commerce because that's how what we use to sell our stuff and it was super super simple by the way the stickers that we have now they're the stickers the artwork is what i had tattooed on my body so I really believe in that sticker. It was funny when Brad received that sticker because not code to our shipping. He's like, is this a printing error? <laughs> Legit <laughs> thought it was a mistake. Yep, because it does just look like the artwork's missing, which is kind of the point because it's the, the basic representation of Relay FM artwork. That's kind of the idea. But anyway, Squarespace makes it so easy. We can integrate with the shipping software that we need. So when it the orders arrive at Notco, they can get them sent out. And that's why we use Squarespace, because they give us the ability to make this stuff, put it together real easy. And we know it's rock solid. We know the hosting's good. We know it's all set. Sign up for a free trial today with no credit card needed and start booting your own website straight away by going to squarespace.com. 
When you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INK, I-N-K, at checkout. You'll get 10% off your first purchase when you do, and you'll also show your support for this show. Thank you to Squarespace for the continued support of The Pen Addict and Relay FM. Printing error, man. <laughs> those t-shirts I, are sweet. I can't wait to I get le- mine. I legitimately, when we got those stickers, I didn't want to tell Steven. I was like, oh, man, these are screwed up. Again. <laughs> I waited like a day, then I finally said something. <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Is this a mistake? <laughs> I was very nervous. Yeah, we got the new. It's called the Relay FM art sticker. I had mm-hmm. the colors inverted because I didn't want all of the dark ink. Yeah, because I yep, didn't yep, want to yep. cry my eyes out. And uh, <laughs> then we got a new, a new gray uh, horizontal Relay FM logo shirt, which is a, a really nice version of our logo, which you They're may have seen. Very soft. Around They're very soft. Yeah, yeah. We got a uh, we got Teespring to do them up for us. We found out that Teespring can can actually. Something called Teespring Direct. Because you know we've always okay. used them for campaigns in the past? Yeah, because when y'all told me y'all were doing that, I didn't realize that they offered that as a service. So that was this pretty is cool. A, this is a newer thing. So you can just say, I want 20 of these, 30 of these, 40 of these, and then just print them all up and send them out in one order. Cool. So it's pretty cool. So the quality's good. Mine's on the way. Shipped out by you guys. So Yes, sir. Talking about shipping, mm-hmm. what's the ship date for the Lanier? By the way, am I saying it right? Well, Lanier? in... Yeah, it's Lanier. Lanier. But it's okay. I like how you say it. What if I I say Lanier? You say say aluminium, and that's just fine, too. That's true. That is true. (laughs) If anything, it's better, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with that, so. Um, Ship date is probably the single worst thing about Kickstarter. And the reason is you have to estimate how many you're going to sell before you launch the project, which you obviously have no control over that final number before you launch, but you have to say it ahead of time. So we have to guess. How many do we think we're going to sell? And then how long do we think it's going to take to make them? So we have our retail order in, so we know kind of what the time frames for the company are to manufacture certain quantities. And then you account for a 30-day Kickstarter project and 15, 14 days for after the project ends to transfer the money. So that's a month and a half from when we launch the Kickstarter before we have dollar one. So that puts us at, what, mid-November before we get the money to be able to pay for the production to start. So I have a question for you about that. Yep. yep. But in the changing landscape that we have now of Kickstarter projects and companies, are manufacturers not starting to wise up a little bit and like are willing to do work based on the fact that the Kickstarter is successful? No. Interesting. They don't care, right? (laughs) They just want the money. No. I mean, they have other business. I mean, we're not their only customer. I mean, it's not a criticism. It's just a a question. Because, you know, I think that... You know, within a within a level of acceptance, because orders get cancelled at last minute, right. and they don't go through. Right. Like it's kind of like as good as gold, right? But right, because right. the money's so, the money is with Kickstarter. It's it's coming. Yes. So, like one thing I say all the time is manufacturing is hard. It just is. There's so many variables. There's so many things that can go wrong. Um, there's so many pieces that have to move together to get from point A to Z and you know it's just hard it takes time so the way our project launched the the time frame you know we get the money 
right when we're going to have the end of the year holidays. There's going to be Thanksgiving, Christmas. So we're figuring there's going to be a delay by the time we're ready to start making these cases. Just so to clarify, probably, not a delay on the ship date you stated. Just no, 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 a no, no, delay no. in general. Like no, that time I'm is delayed. trying to. I'm trying to. Yes, thank you. I'm trying to say why we yeah. put April 2017 as the date. Sure, these Just are the that, things. That word "delay" when referring to Kickstarter yeah, projects yeah, yeah. is no. a hot, a <laughs> hot a word thing. to use. So it's a complete, you know, uh, under promise, over deliver type of situation. Yep. What we're shooting for. So I have to say April knowing that that's very much in the realm of possibility of happening. Yeah. We think it's going to happen earlier and that would be great. But you very easily it, know it could go to April. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easily. That's well within the possibility of of happening. So when you launch the project and have to put that in advance, you just don't know. So you, we tried to take our best guess at what we think we can for sure deliver on mm-hmm. and still could miss. You just don't know. Because, like, it's it's funny because, like, last time when you guys were making them, you didn't know how many you could make, right? Like, realistically right. at scale. So right. it was like, we're going to make this. We're going to kind of guess it. And you were a little bit late, right? Uh, Yeah, like two to three months late. Yeah. I mean, in Kickstarter terms, that's a little bit late. Uh, It's not a lot late. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, like, now, if you guys are making them, you could probably make a better estimation because you know how quick it takes you to make stuff. But right. you're not making them. Right? So it's back right. to square one again. It's yep. like, you have a good idea how long it takes, but what if this happens and this happens and this yep. happens? So you have to overestimate again. Right. So, so it's yeah. our best guess of when we think the highest percentage <laughs> of us delivering is going to happen is April. Can I ask, do you negotiate, like, is there, like, um a kind of a negotiation with the manufacturer for them to deliver on a certain date? Probably. Probably. I mean, yeah. we haven't had those specific conversations yet because we haven't had to. Right. But, but yeah. if you guys are going to be ordering... Sure. If you guys are going to be ordering a really large number, which hopefully you are, there might be a little bit more, like, leverage there, maybe. Yes. Who knows? Yes. No, That those things definitely happen and are possibilities. Because the hope is, you know, let's, let's in Wildest Dreams time... Mm-hmm. hope that this is successful as the previous one. Right. It's a big first order. Right. Yeah, that's our goal. I mean, like, we don't know what number we're going to hit. We'd like to beat last time, but we understand also this is a different product. What do you so. want to beat from last time? Back a number or money number? Money. Yeah, I think you're going to beat money number because the product's we more can't, expensive. Yeah, we can't beat backer number. It was like Why thousands of... It was thousands. So? You can do yeah. anything you put your mind to. <laughs> oh, I know. But we're just looking at a number. Yeah. I mean, uh, like a dollar amount. You so, know? The, the, I mean, it, it's not about whether you can or can't beat the backer number. It's just not the one you're yeah. aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so different. Like, it, it's it's apples and oranges. Yeah. And we, we had no idea how this... We had a... You know, we take our best guesstimations on how we're going to... What we're going to achieve. You'll notice that, you know, our um funding goal was massively higher than what our original one was we just wanted to buy some sewing machines the first time <laughs> so our goal was five thousand dollars right or seven thousand whatever it was it's pretty low so like we need some sewing machines yeah <laughs> this time is we need to make lots of stuff and pay someone to do it so it's a much bigger number much bigger yeah. goal right 
So this is a this is a, a definitely change in the business model. So what are you paying for this time then? Like why why thirty five thousand dollars? Because we have to meet a c- certain minimums to guarantee the pricing. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's what we're trying to we're trying to lock in a a good price, and that's the number that would take us to get take us to get that good price. So, so it's as simple as that. What what's what's uh, what drove eighty eight dollars? That's the the post early bird. Like the early birds, probably going to run out by the time this show publishes. So that this was a lot of conversations between Jeff and I. How much is this case? How do you price this case? Um, obviously, it depends on how much it's going to cost to manufacture. That obviously plays a role. Um, what we're going to do with the case afterwards? Is it going to go to retail? You know, those things are in consideration. What is the price of other similar things in the market? What is a good value for our customers? And there's lots of machinations that go into coming up with a final number. And that's probably one of the biggest pucker factors in the whole thing. When you put that number on it, did you do it right? Did you do everything right to not... short your customers to not short yourself to not short the business to not short retailers that's a super hard thing to come up with because just like a shipping date it's kind of arbitrary like you have these things that give you a base number and then you have to decide okay what's it going to sell for (laughs) that's a really hard thing to answer did you sell it too high did you sell it too price it too high price it too low we feel like with all of our other cases that this is actually a good deal for the quality and construction and the feel and the usefulness of the case. Um, $88 we feel is like a steal for what it is. Um, But at the same time, we understand what it is and couldn't charge $150 for it because it's not that, right? So it's a balance on figuring out what the price is and we actually think we're rock solid on our decision for the price point we think it's perfect um for what the case is the value it provides um and you know taking all those things into consideration yeah it makes sense yeah it's difficult so, thing to, to land on though it, it's very difficult that it mean Looking back, if I say it took us weeks to decide on that, it doesn't seem like a very long time. But at the time we were trying to decide that, that was a very long time. Because you once you once you commit, you're you're committed. Yeah. So one of the things I've noticed about this campaign, the two topics we just approached, I've had almost no questions on price or ship date. So I'm pretty happy about that. Like the comments are on the strap, you know. No one's said anything about the price. No one said anything about the ship date, which those are things that I worry about. Do people, what do people think, right? You know, those are the things that keep me up at night. Well, when they see it's $88, do they think that's a good price? Do they think it's a bad price? When they see the ship dates in April, do they not consider it because it's not going to be here for Christmas? Things like that. I've had no comments on, on those types of things, which makes me happy. So looking at dealing with comments and stuff like that, how do you keep up with all of that? You seem to have been super (laughs) responsive in the last 24 hours, assuming that it's you doing them. It's one of you at least. 
Yeah, uh, me. So I planned on today, on yesterday, being sit in front of the computer all day, day. Like I planned that, you know, a week or so, a week or two ago, knowing that there's going to be, that's when the most amount of questions and things are going to come. So I want to be part of running a good campaign is being available for people who have questions because they're inevitably going to come up. You hope you've covered everything on the front end. There's always going to be something missed or some question that you didn't think of, um, you know, up front. And so I want to be there, you know, if people are going to trust us enough to purchase a product, you know, I want to give them a good experience if they have questions and be responsive. So that means, you know, tracking it on Kickstarter, tracking all the comments that come in, replying to them quickly, um, tracking all the emails that come in, tracking any social media posts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere we are, getting people answers quickly if they have a question. So that was my goal yesterday is to be on top of everything from beginning to end yesterday um, from when we launched until I went to bed last night when it looked like things were slowing down. So, I mean, that was just a, the day was dedicated to that and that, I mean, there's no other option. That's the way it should be. And is it like a nerve wracking thing to do with it? Like what is, what's everyone going to say? Was, is, did you feel like that? Yeah, it's very nerve wracking. Like I'm a nervous person anyway. Um, the last week has been like the nerves hit like pretty much all day, every day leading up to the launch pushing the button going live waiting for the comments questions um yeah it's super nerve-wracking um i take it you know like physically Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you know what i mean it's very nerve-wracking um you know but um you know and jeff's uh always tells me like i tell him how nervous i am he's like you got this man we've you know, we, we put in the time ahead of time to ensure things go as smoothly as possible. And I know that, but it still doesn't keep me from being super nervous about it. Just because, just like in any other part of life, you want people to like the things that you do. Yeah. And you work really hard at delivering on something good for them. Especially when you're asking people for money, in the case of our business, you know. That's a very... um it's not easy and you want to do right by your customers, but you never know until you push that button. So yeah, I've been super nervous. Like this morning, for some reason this morning, I was more nervous this morning than yesterday, which makes no sense. sense. It It makes makes no no sense sense. at all. But yesterday, I guess I was business Brad, man. I had the hat on, right. You know, you know, I had the hat and the shades on, you know, not really, but you know, I was just, Like, this is what I'm doing today, and, you know, I'm going to kill it. And then today, I didn't have that same plan, so maybe I was thinking more, (laughs) and that's never good. You know, thinking more what-ifs and things, and for some reason, that was making me nervous. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but that made no sense whatsoever. But, yeah, I was more nervous this morning, which I was telling you before the show, and I had no idea why. All right, so what is, what's going to happen here? Looking forward for for the rest of this campaign. Do you have any... Do you have any ideas for stretch goals or think that you might end up with any? So I can... So, yeah, this is a long answer. So let's talk about what's not going to (laughs) happen. Because those are the questions I'm getting right now. So the two primary ones are, number one, will there be more colors available? Right now, it's a no. 
and that's probably not going to change. Um, unless something crazy happens and the numbers go like pinball high scores, there's probably not going to be an option for another color. We're real happy with these two color choices. There's probably not going to be a third. The second one we get a lot is, can I have the A5 pouch by itself? That's not going to be a stretch goal either. Because if we did that, we would probably do something different. That's more of a stationary only product. And, you know, we feel we would maybe tweak that a little bit. Um, it would just be different. It's not, it's sold as a set for a reason. And if we just had the pouch available, we'd want to do it a little bit differently, I think. So that's probably not going to happen. That That's definitely not going to happen. More colors is more likely than A5 by itself at this time. Yeah. And probably, need, those are probably 99.9% not going to happen. Frankly, A5 by itself is a whole new product line. That's yep. like a whole thing. Yes, which is something we'd like to do. We've always talked about doing that. We hope to do that in the future. I mean, that's on the future near-term radar, like 2017 type radar type of thing. That's a different product. So, will there be stretch goals? We have one idea. I don't even know if I want to say it yet. I mean, it's, it's not like, a, oh man, this is going to knock my socks off idea, but it might be just be a thing. Like if we hit some number, like we're not a big fan of stretch goals to begin with. Um, just from a Kickstarter point of view. Um, but we might add in a something if that's a maybe. There's a discussion on that we might release our next paper product early. Okay. As part of this campaign. I'll say that. Okay. So it's not like, you know, Oh, amazing new Lanier in rainbow unicorn colors. You know, it's not going to be that type of thing. But we might do something later in the project if we hit a certain dollar amount that Don't we might say the word unicorn because you know you're going to upset people. Well, who I want mean, the blue and pink. Oh, that would be pretty stellar. I think that would get kind of <laughs> dirty in that case, though. Yeah, we'll see. Don't We're, say that word. I know. The, the unicorn barf colorway has to come back at some time. Me and Jeff know that. It's it's not imminent. It's not happening in this project. But, you know, maybe we can work on that next year. I mean, that's a real, real thing that people want. And we know that. So we hope to bring it back. We love it. So, yeah. So there's no defined stretch goals. Um, that's just not the way we build our campaigns. Um, a lot of them are faux stretch goals in most projects anyway. You know, they're built in from the built in up front. And we don't do that. And, okay, you said you had a goal, like, to to beat last year. Mm-hmm. Let's lay it out on the line. What do you think is going to happen? As far as where is this project going to end? Yeah. I want six figures. Yeah, boy. Look at you. I mean... All right. The way it's at right now, I don't think that's going to happen. But we're still early. We'll see. Hey, there's the nothing next few wrong days, with saying what you want. Right, it's not necessarily yeah. what you think you'll get, but it's right. what you want. Right, and hitting six figures—I mean, that's an arbitrary number, right? It doesn't mean anything. You know, that's no different than you know ninety-four thousand three hundred eighty-three dollars. I mean, it's completely arbitrary, but it's just that would be a nice to have. Hey, we hit six figures on this project. That's kind of cool to say. It would just be nice, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I could, but, a minimum, like the best minimum best thing to happen is you beat last year, right? Because that's just cool. You just beat Yeah. It, right? If we beat the first project, even though they're so different, 
in the way they're laid out and what the projects are. But if we hit 80,000, which we did 78 and change for three years ago to start our company, which was still amazes us to this day um, that we did that. If we can beat that, that would be great. But it's irrelevant if we don't because they're just not a match. You know, they're total apples and oranges. But it would be nice to say, hey, we beat that last project. It would be really nice to say, hey, we hit six figures on this thing. That would, that would be kind of cool. I would be like, this is cool. We did a hundred grand on a Kickstarter project. That would be yeah. that would make me feel fancy and be, you know, um, warrant this uh, pen addict engraved pen that I'm currently using. I would be happy with about that. So I'll say it right now. If you haven't, just go and back it. It's going to be in our show notes, relay.fm slash pen addict slash two two three. You'll find a link right at the very top to go and back the linear on Kickstarter. You should because this is a great product. You should back it and give it to someone if you don't like it. Like, gift it. We've actually had a lot of people buying these for gifts. That's Most of my emails have been Kickstarter spam or how do I order more than one? So that's, that's been a, the second one has been a good one. The first one has, has been terrible. You Why don't believe, you have a buy two option? I, I probably should. But, Put it on there. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, but what's the difference in buying three? I mean, people just add the the amount of the case into the pledge, and it's just as easy. Okay. You know, not a big deal. Because, I mean, honestly, you're not going to get a break for buying more than one, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't see, say that to be rude. It's just the way it is. You know, if you want to buy three, it's X amount times three. And that's how much you pledge. And you just pay once for shipping. So it's 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 easy enough to explain for the people that want to buy more than one. Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> this is fun, even though I'm stressed to the freaking hilt. Yep. It's. Do you expect that seem- to calm down over the next couple of days? Maybe. No, we have too much going on. What do you mean? We're getting ready to launch retail. I have a live Kickstarter for a killer bag. What, like you're getting ready to launch retail within the Kickstarter campaign period? Yes. Are you a madman? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good to know. I just wanted to check that, and now we know, this then is, we, can, under, I mean, we can frame every other decision within that piece of information. This is, I mean, this is it, man. I mean, we deliver now, or we don't exist. And we're confident we're going to deliver in what we're doing right now. This is what we do. I don't know what to tell you besides that. I, it's it's gonna happen. We're gonna make it happen. And you guys are total the, bosses. That's this why. is we don't have a choice. And I don't mean that in like some sad negative way. But if we want to grow this company, and yep. if we want to exist five and ten years from now, we deliver now. And we're doing everything we can to do that. You trust me. I get go big or go home, right? Yeah, I did it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. And talking to the Studio Neat guys, right? Like, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. I think a lot about... I, I look at the, uh, Studio Neat and I look at Knock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see the road that you guys are on. You know, mm-hmm. like, moving towards the road that they're on. And, right. You know, like starting small. And they did a lot more themselves with the original Glyph, you know, right. than they do now. Like, at this point, they're big products. Like, they don't pack a lot of them. They're all packed for them. And they have all these right. warehouses and... I see, I see a, a future for Notco, which is right. more akin to that, right? Like, and that is the future you're already moving into, where there's like, there's a product being made, you're not stitching it, right? So that's this, you know, this is yeah. uh, this is big person time. Yeah, this is, a, I mean, and we feel that this is our time. Like, it's been three years we've succeeded has up until this point. Three years? Yeah. Oh, you're making me like, feel old. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at all the numbers that say, you know, 
some insane percentage of businesses fail in the first year. We've made it three. We feel good with where we are, but it has to move into this different realm for it to keep going, you know, another three, five, ten years. Yeah. yeah. And it's now is that time. Um, and we're working our tails off to make it happen. So hopefully that shows. I think so, man. I'm ready. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see next week where we've got to. So we're going to wrap up this episode right now. We're on $35,272 with 383 backers, 28 days to go. Go and get yourself a Lenia. You're going to love it. Trust me, I really, really, really love mine. And if you don't love it, give it to someone or just buy it as a gift for someone. Support this lovely company because... Let's say, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth right now, if you're thinking to yourself out there, man, I really wish this was a bag of a strap. Do you know what will help them make a bag of a strap in the future? <laughs> if this one sells really well, that's then you'll get your bag good. of a strap later. That's a very good point, Mike. <laughs> that Basically. Is true. I, know, I didn't think of it that way, but I mean, we, we know we want to make bigger bags in the future, and that's messenger bags and backpacks. I mean, Consider this like, like a future investment. Yeah. Right, in, in the bigger bag later. And then when you get the bigger bag later, you'll have this bag that can go inside of that bag and it's That's everything's right. gonna be okay. Yep. All right, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to find uh, our show notes, I already mentioned this, but go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash two two three. It should also be in your app of choice. Thank you to our sponsor for supporting this week's show, Harry's and Squarespace. If you want to find Brad online, go to the Pen Addict. You can go to penaddict.com for that. You can go to knock.co, which you must go to. You just must. I assume there's all links to the Kickstarter there as well. Yep. And also, you know, you can still buy all their other products. They do tons of great stuff. You can buy some cases in advance to put into your uh, Lenia. I'm going to oh, grab one of mine and put it in now. Blue note cards are coming back today. Everyone's been wanting the, the blue to return. I think they're coming back today or tomorrow. So Blue note cards. If you, if you made it to this this far in the, in the podcast and you've been wanting the blue note cards, they're back. <laughs> it's a very specific person, right? They made it this far and also want the blue note cards. But I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there's a few of them. <laughs> so we just made a few people very happy. We did. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Um, thanks to everyone who is helping support that lovely little uh, Atlanta-based company as well. Uh, we'll be back next time. Find Brad on Twitter. He's at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. He's Penaddict on Instagram. I'm Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thanks so much for listening. Again, I will say it because I just keep saying it over and over again. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Brad. <laughs> goodbye, Jeff. Uh, what? <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> I screamed when he said that. <laughs> I was like, I got to do this, right? It's and he's perfect. Like, yeah, we got to do it. I was like, okay. Perfect. I felt like I was in your video. <laughs> I'd make this funny little head nod giggly thing at the end. I was like, oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs>